Hello there and welcome to our next episode of Takeoff, where we're going to be taking you on a thrilling journey through the world of aviation. My name is Mega Mary Matthews and I'm the editor of the Aviation 360 magazine and I will also be your host for today. I'll be taking you behind the scenes on what's happening within the aviation industry with a 360 degree approach of some of the key highlights, industry trends, along with some tips and pointers to make sure that your podcast is rocking and rolling. This week, I'm joined by Dr. Gerasimus Contos, who is also the Associate Professor at Abu Dhabi University. And he is also, um, let's say he is a flight instructor, and he has also his interest in airport operations, ground handling and pilot training. Today, Gerasimus and I are going to be talking about how can we look at architecting a seamless airport experience for the passengers. Hello, Gerasimus, welcoming you today for the episode of Takeoff. Hello, and thank you very much for the invitation. It's a pleasure and honor for me to be here at the headquarters of Surf Aviation 360 and uh, very happy that I will be actually the first speaker for the podcast of the Takeoff series. Tell us a brief about your aviation story. They all started back in my early ages. I like to create kites and paper planes. Then, although I didn't study aviation initially, I believe aviation had chosen me. So after a couple of years, I quit studying IT and pursued a career in aviation, mainly for airport operations initially. But now mainly I'm focusing on flight operations and flight training. Today, travelers want to breeze through the airport recognized by their smartphones using digital IDs such as facial recognition and fingerprints. Now, they see both as, you know, simple and safe. Let's say they also use passwords as a sort of like a pass, you know. How is this quickly evolving passenger expectations such as self-service, travel, be a way forward? And what are the underlying threats? It's true that uh, the future actually holds for a frictionless and more personalized uh, travel experience. And you can see across the globe uh, companies, either from startups or very big uh, IT companies, uh, collaborating with airport ecosystem to create such a seamless experience. You can have this uh, initially during the passenger check-in. You can have it during uh, baggage handling, uh, of course, security and password control. And finally, you can have it th through aircraft boarding. Recently, uh, a survey about uh, how customers are willing actually to, uh, to serve their data to create uh, such an experience was mandated by, the, by uh, IATA. And uh, actually, the results are very amazing. Uh, passengers are very willing to share their data. They are very willing to share their face and, uh, and other bio biometric data. However, they need uh, to, to be more assured that uh, their data will be used for good reason and they will actually have this uh, opportunity from the first to last mile of uh, their journey. When discussing a digital identity, the inevitable topic of data security and privacy must be addressed. What could be your thoughts on it? Let's say, you know, from understanding from our privacy and data that is especially shared between stakeholders. We may uh, say these questions as uh, whether we have the systems and whether the systems are ready and secure to actually protect privacy and uh, decrease any potential loss. Uh, if you want my opinion, yes, the systems are ready and they are actually very secure. 
including biometric, we also have a 3D analysis of face recognition, but also uh, uh, the other characteristics of the face. We also have now a blood flow analysis and also we have uh, iris analysis in the eyes. So these systems are actually very difficult to be uh, penetrated by uh, malicious software and other ideas. But it's not about, as always in technology, it's not the technology the main issue. It's actually how we're going to use the technology and uh, this is, uh, it is very, very important that uh, the industry uh, needs to work together with uh, government stakeholders, public agency stakeholders uh, to make this thing uh, to happen. And um, with, the with the technology and with the security, we actually need to create a policy framework that will have the specific guidelines and standards and on, on how all this data uh, will be used and uh, how the, all this data will be shared. And uh, mainly, if you want my opinion, how also the passengers will have control of the data and uh, how they're going to be used. Can we talk about how the government um, plays a vital role in creating the seamless airport experience for the passengers? I, I truly believe that uh, uh, as a fragment, uh, passengers would like to have uh, the idea of one-time, one let's say, ID, which means that they will, that they will like to use one time their face recognition, then they can use it through all, through all transportation means. So instead of uh, when you change, let's say, from one airport to another airport or from one airline to another airline, then you have to take uh, either the bus or the metro. Uh, again, you have to provide again your ID and credentials. Uh, one of the first things that uh, actually is the future uh, about this is that you, you could provide only once in any parts of this uh, journey your uh, your id uh, this id will be actually matched with your biometric characteristics and th this will be actually be posted in uh, one of the databases and uh, of which will provide by government and then these databases will be directly updated on the fly if if uh, i want to, if i want to add that during throughout your uh, your journey so first part is that uh, you have to create let's say interoperability between the systems that will allow all these systems between different airports and uh, different airlines to be able to use your own single unique ID. The good news is that the technology exists, the frameworks exist, even before we start discussing about uh, digital IDs and uh, biometrics, the technology was, was there. Of course, it takes some time for this to, uh, to be adapted in, uh, in the real process. The second thing that I would like to say is that uh, along with technology come, uh, comes the, uh, the skepticism or the, or the second thoughts. And uh, in this idea, I, I see that uh, passengers, although are willing uh, to share their data, uh, they need a little more support to be convinced how their data are going to be used. And uh, of course, since since your ID and uh, it's something personal, soon you will also need to have control about this. So assuming that the passenger would like one day to stop traveling or he would like to uh, uh, not be able to use his uh, biometric ID, she, she, could or she or he could have control of uh, who has this data and uh, actually how this data uh, are provided. What are the current fragments within the seamless airport experience as a passenger you would probably see? 
Yeah, 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 fully understand. Already biometrics are used in several of the airports, yep. uh, both in uh, Europe, uh, both in Asia and uh, uh, United States. And uh, what I want to say is that uh, improving the passenger experience also improves the airport experience. Uh, I mean that by, improve, by using biometrics and by using a single ID or a single ID token, as it is uh, uh, usually known in, in, in the IT industry, which is, and, and this token is directly associated with your face and your, uh, and, and your personality, and uh, you spend less time in queues. And uh, since you spend less time in queues, uh, the airport can take advantage of this, so they will give you more options to spend time in the shops or in the, dine, in, in the, in the dining area. Moving forward after this, during the boarding process, when you can just access the aircraft without having to show your uh, boarding pass and password, because this, this has a, these have already been associated with your uh, ID token, you can directly board the aircraft, which also improves airport operational efficiency. What is unique in aviation and was always unique is that uh, because it's an ecosystem of different partners that need to work together, including, including also government organization, and allow me, I will come back to, to tell something about this. Any delay uh, that happened uh, in the aviation is directly delay related to the ground. Either it is from the passenger perspective, it is either for the airport or it is for the airline. So if we start creating a uh, seamless travel experience for passengers, very soon this, this experience and the, ben and, and the time saved from this experience will directly also support airport operations efficiency so, and also airlines efficiency. So in this, I see very, very uh, positive benefits for all uh, the aviation ecosystem to invest in this. To come back to what I said previously about the government, however, uh, uh, the key uh, orchestrator of this ecosystem is the government, especially for the data and the privacy of the personal and passenger data. So uh, we need to have across all airports and across all airlines, which means across all globe, a very, let's say, a uniform policy and a uniform framework about which type of data we need, how, for how long we are going to use this data, where all, all this data from all the passengers around the world are going to be shared, and most importantly, who has access on the data and how we give access to the passengers to this data. Uh, because as I said, convincing passengers to be truly partners of this is from my side uh, the most uh, critical factor that will influence uh, uh, the success, as always of course, navigation. Lastly, today the design of terminals, you know, is largely an architectural practice. Soon, hopefully, the design of the terminal building may come, become more of a virtual technology practice. Let's say, can we imagine this or let's say, can we reimagine this reality? Truth to be told, passengers' habits are changed uh, over time. So we have to shift uh, the way we uh, support them in the airport. And the only way to do this now is uh, to use technology. So it will help us to, uh, to improve both operational efficiency and effectiveness for the airport and for the airlines. Come back now to design with the technology that the current exists. 
with the technology that currently exists, airport operators and architectural companies can actually visualize how the airport will operate uh, in the next coming five or ten years, and they can also simulate uh, passenger projections and travel flows in the airport. What I want to say is that even without starting any construction, you can simulate the whole aviation ecosystem around your airport area. So it will give you the option to see passenger flows. It will give the option to see uh, uh, security, uh, the lines in the security. It will give you the option to see how actually all these biometrics and face recognition uh, uh, technologies will help you to streamline the process. So especially you can also use virtual reality and augmented reality technologies to even help you visualize and design an airport in the, in the virtual world, operate an airport in the virtual world, make tests and experiments, and after that, when you have find, let's say, the proper formula that will give you the maximum efficiency and effectiveness based on travel flows and passenger flows, you can start creating this. Uh, I can only add here that one of the major problems that airports face around the world, maybe not here in UAE or uh, in the area, is that they are becoming constrained from increasing passenger flows. So the current terminal operations and current, let's say, airport planning that was designed a couple of uh, 10 or 20 years before is now up to a limit. They cannot have it more. That's why there is a need to create new terminals. That's why there is a need to expand uh, to even uh, shorter airports. So for the future, technology will uh, actually help you to see uh, the, airport, the passenger flows, it will help you to understand how, uh, based on uh, simulation statistics, uh, you can use numbers to actually accurately predict passenger flows, so you can actually streamline your, uh, your design. Again, not but last of least, do you have any final words? I would like to, to, to say that uh, which actually merges both the, the, both the design of future airports but also the idea of uh, using uh, biometrics in current airports to support the passenger flows and improve the things that you have to do it with the mindset known as privacy by design. In both situations, you will have to use enough data, both personal data, but also projected data so you can put it in your models to create, to, to, to see this happening. So you have to create first a policy framework and allow me to say a global policy framework about how all this passenger data will be used. And this needs aligning between government agencies. We may also see private uh, uh, um, uh, collaborations with government and we may also see governments collaborate with uh, private companies and uh, some other uh, entities uh, to actually create such a policy framework. Uh, data, and for those that which are mainly related to data science, they know that the real problem with the data is the data themselves, the protection of them and the quality of the data. So first you need to create the framework uh, about which types of data you need, how you are going to protect it, who, uh, which entities, including passengers, will have access to this data, and then uh, create the underlying business logic behind this. Just a final uh, sentence. Certainly, uh, the future of travel is a frictional travel. Uh, allow me to say that the pandemic uh, actually accelerated the time for us required to understand that we need to, to go in a more, let's say, 
touchless experience of travel uh, because we have to uh, stay safe and uh, protect. But the good thing is that uh, now we learned from this uh, idea and we just need to create the, the underlying logic and the framework to make this happen. Thank you very much again, Dr. Gerasimus, for taking the time to chat with me and parting some experience on views. Um, also, thank you listeners for um, listening to our takeoff. You can always catch me on Spotify as well. So this is Mega Marie Matthews and Gerasimus signing off for today's podcast. Thank you.